thousands of people go missing every year. Some are found quickly, alive and well. Some have met with foul play. And then there are those cases, with clues few and far between, that leave friends, family, and the world wondering. Where are you? Welcome to the Where Are You podcast. This is episode six. Last week, we started our three-part series on the missing boys from West Des Moines, Iowa, where we discussed the case of Johnny Gush. This week, we continue our journey through the 1980s, when just shy of two years after Johnny's disappearance, on August 12, 1984, 13-year-old Eugene Martin also went missing while on his morning paper route. Aside from a description of a male suspect seen speaking with Eugene that morning, no evidence of what happened to him has ever been located. Eugene Wade Martin was born on August 17, 1970, to Donald and Janice Martin in West Des Moines, Iowa. Like Johnny, Eugene had a fairly normal childhood. He loved football, skating, and playing video games, had a paper route, and was getting ready to celebrate his 14th birthday on the week he went missing. On Sunday, August 12, 1984, Eugene left his home at approximately 5 a.m. to deliver the Des Moines Register newspaper in his neighborhood. Normally, he would deliver the papers with his older stepbrother, but on this day, he went alone so that he could make a little extra money to attend the Iowa State Fair that was in town. Some witnesses claim to have seen Eugene speaking with a clean-cut white male in his 30s at the corner of Southwest 12th Street and Highway Drive between 5 and 5.45 a.m., while others say this conversation took place sometime between 5.45 and 6.05 a.m., but all agreed it looked to be a friendly conversation while Eugene was folding some of his papers. This would be the last time Eugene was ever seen. Between 6.10 and 6.15 a.m., customers began calling to report not receiving their papers, at which point the manager of the routes went out and found Eugene's bag that was on the ground with papers folded inside, and proceeded to deliver the remainder of them. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't until nearly 8.40 a.m. that the search for Eugene would begin. Let me see what's important. Yeah, almost three hours later. According to an article on Iowa cold cases, authorities immediately stated they were treating the case as a kidnapping and issued a nationwide bulletin for a man described as between 30 and 40 years old, five foot nine inches tall clean shaven with a medium build they said that there might be a definite connection to the disappearance of johnny gosh being that the circumstances were nearly identical and happened within just miles of each other shortly after eugene went missing a relative working at anderson and erickson dairy in des moines reached out to their company president for help after seeing full page ads and poster sized images of the boys on local trucks the employee wondered if they could do something too 
Within that same month, the company began running the boys' photos and short bios on the sides of the dairy's half-gallon milk cartons. This got the boys' faces into thousands of area homes every morning. One week after this campaign launched, Prairie Farms Dairy in Des Moines also put the boys' pictures on their milk cartons, and the project soon exploded into a nationwide way of showcasing missing children. This led to the first national campaign of milk carton ads, which featured six-year-old Eden Pats, who went missing from Manhattan on May 25, 1979. At one point, a reward of $94,000 was offered for information leading to the recovery of either Johnny Gosh or Eugene Martin. However, neither one have ever been found. James Rowley, the Des Moines detective who worked Eugene's case until his retirement in 2001, recognized the similarities in their cases, but states that he still has questions about how they're actually linked. Really? Yes, really. Wow, okay. According to an interview in 2009, Rowley questioned why the two-year gap. That just wasn't how it normally worked with serial killers and kidnappers. A criminal's growing appetite for crime doesn't allow for lengthy holding patterns. Where was he before 82? Where was he between 82 and 84? Where was he after 84? <sighs> Rowley told the register he had heard all the theories, conspiracy and otherwise, but that none made sense and nothing was credible. He said Eugene's case bothers him more than any others he's worked, and he has a poster of Eugene hanging in his garage to remind him every day of the case that haunts him. He says it will hang there until Eugene is found or the case is solved. Oh, where was he between 82 and 84? Where'd he go after that? Literally anywhere. Maybe he got enough money by selling Johnny Gosh that he was comfortable for two years. Uh, Eugene was reported as being cited in Ankeny. I don't know when, but apparently nothing panned out with that. It's like 21 miles north of West Des Moines. It just says, uh, a sighting regime was reported in the town of Ankeny, but nothing panned out. A search for a suspicious plane and a van also yielded no clues. Oh, wow. In 2010, Eugene's aunt, Jeannie McDowell, spoke with a reporter from Channel 13, saying she does believe the cases are connected, and she cannot imagine what the boys have gone through. She also stated that she does not believe Eugene is still alive, and commented on the state of her brother, Eugene's father, after losing his son. According to Jeannie, Don became withdrawn and spent all of his time trying to figure out what happened to Eugene, retreating into his own little shell and shutting everyone else out. In October of 2010, Eugene's mother passed away after a struggle with diabetes, and just two months later, on December 27, 2010, Don succumbed to complications from colon cancer and Alzheimer's, both passing without ever knowing what happened to their youngest child. Despite the police's quick action, the Martins, too, had serious complaints about the way their son's case was handled. So do I. Yeah. Police lacked the proper training for dealing with a child abduction, a couple alleged. They know how to handle an armed robbery or a fight, but when it comes to missing children, they don't know. The answers that would break this case wide open are laying on some police officer's desk. They are not using the information. Case in point, this guy, whatever his name was, Detective Rowley. Rowley. James Rowley. Uh, I don't want to look into this, so I'm going to issue this blanket statement. That's not what a serial killer does. The end. He, really? Like, obviously, I'm not a cop. Obviously. I'm, like, the opposite of that. I'm not, I'm not the opposite. I'm, like, a criminal. But, like, <laughs> I'm not a cop, right? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. I've looked into all the theories. Have you? All of them? I mean... There wasn't really anything to go off for Johnny Gosh, either. That... No, but There's you know what you nothing. can go off for Eugene Martin? 
County Gosh. Nope, not connected because it was almost two years, so it's not the same thing. Maybe he was just waiting a while and took a picture. Yeah. So people, people won't forget, but it'll be a while. To because people will get comfortable again. My 11-year-old gets it. How old is this James Rowley? He retired in 2001, so 17 years before that, he was probably older than 11. <laughs> Fucking guy. I don't know. I'm not jaded. I'm not. But, like... Federal agents believe that the two are connected. Huh! Hmm. Interesting. But they can't... But, of course, Detective Rowley knows better than any of them. Fuck no. <laughs> he just has questions, because there's nothing concrete to put them together. Uh, okay. There's not. There's no physical evidence in either case. None. Maybe he's just going for a male people. Except... An M.O. Local paperboy. Pull up to them in a car. Put them in the car. Take them God knows where. Oh, yeah. You know, it's similar, but it's not the same. It's not. No, fuck him. They should have been looking at the two cars to see if they were the same. No one ever says anything about a car in Eugene's case. They just said they seen him talking to a man. And they've you given think. a description of what they saw, but why doesn't anyone go out there? What do you mean? Like out there just like see what's going on. Like why don't they just keep watching just in case it's like stolen or something? I don't know. I can't answer that. That's just me just have Yeah, it says right here, unlike in the Gosh case, the West Des Moines police immediately leaped into action instead of with Johnny Gosh. Well here we gotta wait in a few days. Because maybe he's right. just not home. Well, the Johnny Gosh bill had been passed into law just before he went missing. Right. The DCI, Detective Chief Inspector, and the FBI descended on the area to assist in the search and investigation. So they did. They went out there to see what was going on. Right. Okay, then. Eugene's mother said at the time that she believed that something similar to what happened to Johnny also happened to her son. The only way Eugene would have been abducted was if someone approached him in the vehicle asking for directions while he was on his route. He would not have willingly gone off with a stranger. He wouldn't think so. <coughs> and from half, witness, half of my kids would. Half of my kids would not. From witness statements, they said that it looked like a friendly conversation. It didn't look like there was a struggle or any sort of confrontation. It was just a conversation. Yeah, conversation. Hey, kid, you want some candy? Yeah. Yeah. People are garbage. Especially that guy. Fucking James Rowley. <laughs> no, fuck him. I agree. But he hung up a poster, so, you know, he's trying his best. He's he, supposed to question it. Remember Sons of Anarchy? Remember T. Bunster? He's like, what do you want me to do about it? And Tick says, I don't know, cop shit. Eh, look into it. Nope, I'm going to sit here and make blanket statements. Is what I'm gonna do. This was in 2009 that he made that comment. Someone I was born. The point is, All there's... All that brain inside that big ass head. <laughs> there's very li- little evidence to go on. 
And you have to question the differences. Because maybe by questioning it, it will lead you to one or the other. If there is a difference. Maybe. There might be. No spoilers, but there's not. <laughs> That's why it's so fucking frustrating, dude. I've said fuck a lot in this episode. This podcast has been rated NSFW for not safe for work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Any last thoughts before I wrap this week up? No, just fuck that guy. It's not his fault. It's not his fault, but he didn't help. You don't know that. You don't know that. I know, know I know. You put a poster up. I know. <laughs> In all the years leading up to 2009, you don't know that he didn't do anything. He sure. did his job. Did he, though? I bet he... I bet he what was, specifically did he do? I, I bet he read one word about it and then just assumed that... Oh, just to know that, you have everything. to have the case file. You don't... You can't just assume that he didn't do anything about okay, well, it. Well, I bet if it was his kid, he'd be looking at similarities, wouldn't he? He is looking at similarities, but you also have to look and at differences. Him. No, he's not dismissing them. Literally dismissed it. it. He said you also have to look at the differences. Just as in any other case. So what are the differences? Yeah. Why the two-year gap? That's a difference. Mm-hmm. The kid pointed it out. Yeah, I said what if he's... Okay. Because if he's out there every single day snatching up paper boys, he's probably going to get caught. Yeah, easily. So we have to... Probably got to wait a long, long time until he just goes. It's like a normal, easy, normal day again, and then he waits for the perfect time to get someone else. Yeah. There's just a lot of unknown. Would he rather be like Duluth, like snatch up a few young girls at the mall and then take on, have them sit in a box car at the port, and then just have them wait there until he gets a few more and a few more until like they make weight and they put on a barge and then ship them off. No, it's West Des Moines, Iowa. He's going to grab one kid, he's going to take him to wherever he took him, and then he's going to find his next opportunity. It's not going to be the next day, the next month, and the next year even. And why is he going to go after paper boys? Because they're easy. They're out there in the morning by themselves. But there's always there's other people too. Are you disappointed that not more people went missing? No, I'm just saying, why is he particularly going after paper boys? Because he's, he's a piece of shit. Who he wants to go after? <laughs> he's not going to kidnap me. I know. Because I'm too fat. He can't pick me up. <laughs> That's why. Well, that and I fight him. But and the fact that you are. I not know. A I'm not pretty. I I get it. Boy. I'm not pretty. I know. That's not what I said. Nobody wants to kidnap your ugly mug. I get it. <laughs> Sit over uh, there with your fat ass. No. Shut up. He went after teenage boys, not men. So. Uh. Well, I was cute then. <laughs> I didn't have a paper out though. Hmm. Yeah, like waking up in the morning. I still don't. Fuck, I gotta wake up in the morning though. Anyway. Anywho, that's why. Because they're alone. There's not many people out and about. I don't know who these people are that saw him talking to a person. But there's not a lot of people out driving around going to work yet because it's before the sun comes up. Nobody saw his face. Or they weren't close enough to see his face or distinguishing features. They probably just on their way to work or home from work and just saw right. the paper boy out there talking to somebody and that's it. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't born. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Wasn't even close to born. <laughs> I was air. Considering your mother wasn't born yet? Yeah. 
You know who was born then? Your sister. Maybe we should get her on the horn, see what she knows about this. Huh? I don't think she'd know. My mom was a junior in high school that year. Probably drinking milk out of a carton. Probably. Yeah? <laughs> Anywho, I'm going to go hug my kids. Okay. Eugene Martin was 5 feet tall, weighing 110 pounds. He has brown hair and brown eyes and was last seen wearing blue jeans, a red shirt, and a gray pullover. He has a scar on his right knee and has had a broken right wrist. Anyone with information about Eugene is asked to call Detective Jeff Shannon at the Des Moines Police Department at 515-283-4864. And join us next week as we wrap up our three-part series with the story of Mark Allen. Oh yeah, wait, this case haunts me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go look at my poster. But you know what? You probably didn't see him because where was this guy between you and me? Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Where Are You? You can help us spread the word about this case by sharing the episode with a friend, leaving a review, or tagging us on social media at Where Are You Pod. Got a case you'd like us to cover? Head on over to our website, whereareyoupodcast.com, and you can leave a case submission right on the main page. Until next week, be kind, pay attention, and question everything.